The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to another episode of Gospel Shaped Home. I'm Andy Owens, pastor of Family Discipleship here at Providence. Uh, thankful that you've tuned in for this week's episode. Brian, welcome back. Thanks. Glad to be here. This week we have a special guest couple with us, uh, Cindy and Andy McClure. Cindy, Andy, welcome guys. Hello. Thanks. Good to be here. Glad you are here. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves real quickly for our listeners who may not know you. Tell us about yourselves, family, involvement in Providence. Sure. Okay. Cindy and I have been married for uh, 31, 31, this thir- May. 31 years this May, uh, met in high school in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, way back in the day. We've been coming to Providence since uh, 1999, and we have three kids. They are 29, 27, and... 24. Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> They are all grown up, so we're empty nesters. Um, Cindy, you must be the family record keeper. I, I keep the records. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she, she keeps it straight, that's for sure. We uh, we lead a life group with uh, Kyle and Maggie Brown, and we're also involved in the uh, re-engage ministry here. Um, that's a, a marriage ministry we do uh, every Wednesday night for the next eight weeks, I think. Okay, great. Cindy, you uh, also serve on staff here. I what, do. What? I work with the children and, and the women of the church. Great. Well, thankful for your service. So real quick, do you guys have a favorite ethnic cuisine, like Mexican food, Chinese food, Italian food? Uh, yeah, we were at Gonza's for uh, Valentine's, so Mexican. <laughs> okay. Or somebody cooks for us is fine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's always the best. And have you been burning up the road more the last year or the air? Yes, yes. Cindy and I, uh, well, I took a little adventure, went to work in Albany for uh, most of last year, and uh, the plans looked good on the spreadsheet to come home every weekend until uh, COVID hit and then travel stopped. And uh, the Lord taught us a lot, which we may get into a little bit here tonight, but uh, <laughs> yeah. glad to be back now. We are, we are yeah. here. I am here, and it's good. Well, welcome back. Yeah. Well, again, thankful that you guys are joining us today. We're, uh, we're in chapter three of Dave Harvey's book, I Still Do. And uh, the defining moment this time is the moment of blame, the moment of blame. And so before we dive into the chapter, I thought I would just throw out the question, any other words or phrases that you think help summarize the big idea in this chapter? Because blame is a good one, but other than blame, any other key ideas you throw out? Passing the buck. Mm. There you go. Mm. Humility and conflict. Humility and conflict. Yeah. Responsibility, which passing the buck is, yeah, (laughs) same idea there. And Obviously, I think gospel forgiveness uh, kind of come come up strong at the end here. So it's a great chapter. Brian, how does this chapter relate to the previous one? Yeah, so in the last chapter, we really got to see what sets the stage for the rest of the book when uh, Harvey talks about the concentric circles, uh, and really that all was birthed out of the reality of the first book that he wrote, which talks about uh, our greatest problem when we step into marriage being our sin. Uh, What's cool about this book, and we said it in uh, previous episodes, uh, he shifts attention now to not to say that sin doesn't matter, but to say that there are other things that we bring to the table in marriage that equally impact our marriage. And uh, he talked last time about that in these ideas of concentric circles with, with the, the heart being at the center and then uh, then but the heart is, is within a physical body uh, but that physical body has got a social uh, world that's built around it. Uh, but all of that has a spiritual world that, uh, that is also impacting it. But all of that rests under the providence of God. 
right? And so... Uh, ultimately, now we're we're shifting the corner to where we're stepping in to how some of these other things come into play. And I think what he does here, which is really, really helpful, he never deviates from what he said in his first book. He Harvey still believes, and, and rightly so, our greatest problem when we step into marriage is our sin problem. And if we, if we forget that, then we run into the possibility of what he lays out at the beginning of this chapter, which is that uh, we, if we lose sight of the reality that our sin is really our biggest problem, then we won't We'll ignore it. That's what he says. Our first problem is we'll just ignore our sin altogether and we'll think that it's somebody else's fault or something else's fault. Or even worse than that, we'll make the sin not the center problem, but we'll make all any of these other factors, our family of origin or uh, the social environment that we're in or, uh, you know, all anything else for that matter, take yeah. the place of what is in the middle. So. Yeah, and they kind of both fall under the rubric of blame because in the first case, the first temptation, we're saying, I'm a victim, Uh, you know, everything um, is because of what else happened to me. In the second case, we're really focusing in on one specific... uh, Being the source of... Right, a source of our problems. And we're, in both cases, we are not accepting blame when we're wrong. We're not acknowledging our own responsibility. So, okay, so he talks about Genesis 3, starting on page 47, he does talk about King Tut in the opening illustration, which is kind of fun, his beard breaking off, or not really his beard, I guess, the beard on the mask. But really, he dives into Genesis 3, and he says it's more than just um, an explanation of how sin entered our world at the beginning. It also shows how sin operates in our hearts today, right? He he talks about, um, yeah, just our tendency to deflect blame, right, to reject personal responsibility. So let's... Um, let's Let's talk about that for just a minute. How does he connect what happens in Genesis three to us and our marriages today? I think it's it, it's pretty uh, pretty straight out of it um, that what happens in Genesis three is not only the uh, the disobedience, but it is the the blame shifting that goes on after the disobedience. Um, and uh, it really it talks about if you acknowledge the reality of sin in your life, that does not give you an escape hatch for avoiding responsibility for your sin, that uh, you still have agency. In spite of the fact that uh, that you do have sin as a part of who you are, you still um, are responsible for what you do. You can't shift the blame to somebody else. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not trying to uh, mitigate the reality of other influences on us. And even that when others have sinned against us, but he's just trying to make the point no matter what has happened to us, we are still responsible for our own thoughts and words and deeds. What would you, anything you'd add there, Brian? No, I was just, uh, you know, I was just thinking it, it's, uh, it really is that what you said at the end, it's that we, no matter what happens in life, we, we still have a responsibility in it. And, uh, and what, what happened in the garden, what he says in, in the garden is that, that, that was lost. Um, immediately, the attention was somebody else's fault, um, not just another person's fault, but I mean, in the garden, it was also God's fault, right? Yeah, which he calls I mean, ultimate right. insanity, right? Right. <laughs> right. You, you gave this woman to me, you, you know, um, and so it's just this complete inability to own our contribution to the problem. Yeah. He has, uh, you know, this one C.S. Lewis quote on page 48, which is really helpful. Those who do not think about their own sins make up for it by thinking incessantly about the sins of others. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've never done that. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and on page 49, this one was, I thought, eminently tweetable. It's just so short and so pithy. But when my sin gets going, my finger starts pointing. Uh, I thought I need to write that on my uh, on my board in the office or on my mirror at home in the bathroom just so that, hey, if my finger's pointing, I need to look back up the source and see, is this because I've got sin right. that I'm trying to shift blame to someone else? So um, he really gets into how this can have such a detriment impact on a marriage. So what's the fallout damage in a marriage if we start to live with this mindset? Yeah, and I, I think uh, if and when, you know, I, I stand against Cindy and, and we have a problem. If I back away from it and claim, number one, that there was no sin. So one of my favorite questions, why are you angry? <laughs> Certainly I've done nothing to deserve this, right? <laughs> you know, and so if, if, if I just leave that as a vacuum and expect her to fill it in, then that is the first step in just escalating conflict, you know, because she says, hey, this is why I'm angry. And I'm thinking, well, that hurts when you say that. So I'm going to come back with something else. It's much better to deal with it up front. And even more, I think even more than than that, that it, like what leads to that is this real thought. I am God's gift to this marriage. <laughs> like you are so lucky to be married to me. And, um, and, and so, and so if that's the frame of reference, because in essence, that's what we're doing. If nothing is ever our fault, that's exactly what we're saying. If we're not saying it, I'm never wrong. I'm a gift here. If there's a problem, it can't be me. Right. Right. And, and so, and that's a, Mm, slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> At the top of page 51, he kind of uh, tongue in cheek describes the, that mindset, right? We are these remarkably righteous beings stumbling passively upon our spouse's struggles with sin, right? Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My, my role in this relationship is to spread love and mirth wherever <laughs> I go. My heart is pure. Um, that's how we uh, are thinking in our sinful delusion, right? Um, when we aren't acknowledging our own contribution. So, and ultimately it comes from hiding in the darkness, right? Um, yeah. It, there's this quote on page uh, 50 where it says in Adam's mind, the sin was done to him, not by him. Mm. And the best part is personal responsibility was swapped for self pardon. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, and, and what that leads to is we uh, all of a sudden, because we see ourselves as the victim, um, you know, we start, we can even take it as far as to start thinking things like how could God expect me to stay married to this person any longer? How could God require me to be faithful in this circumstance uh, when we see ourselves as primarily sinned against and, mm instead of uh, contributing to the mess uh, with our own sin. And well, kind of like last week, uh, conversation with Andy and Cindy McClure went, went a little long, so we're just going to divide it up into two parts uh, to make it easier for you to, to listen to on a drive or doing dishes or whenever it is that you listen to it. So uh, thank you for making this a part of your routine. Hope that it's a blessing to you. Hope that the Lord will uh, specifically use Uh, this episode to strengthen your marriage and your resolve to acknowledge your own sin and be in the right position uh, to receive God's help and grace uh, through Christ. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast, produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. 